Welcome to Book Bistro, where book enthusiasts come to chat about the books they love in a warm and supportive environment. Today is Monday, April 1st, 2019. I'm Shannon, and I'm joined by Brooke and Natalia, and we are going to talk about books that center around one of my favorite things in the whole world, revenge. Hi, ladies. <laughs> Hi. Hello. So I love revenge. I love a lot of things that people probably think are really bad, like the plague and cults and revenge and murder. But <laughs> hey, it's a healthy, healthy way to to I, I enjoy guess, these I don't actually do that much. Just read about them. So we are going to talk about books that are revenge books. Some of them are revenge thrillers. Some are revenge romances. Um, it's important to know that although we will try really, really hard to avoid spoiling things in these books, by virtue of them being on this episode, you're kind of going to know, at least you know, in the thrillers, that like revenge is, is part of the whole plot. So if you don't, want those kind of spoilers then perhaps this is not your best episode but we will try very hard not to give away like more than we have to so before we get started i have my usual things to say you can find us on facebook by searching book bistro podcast once you're there you can like and or follow the page you can also join our Facebook listener group where you can interact with us as well as with listeners of the podcast. If you'd like to get a hold of us for any reason, you can do that via Facebook, of course, or you can send us an email, and that address is thebookbistropodcast at gmail.com. And eventually, I will get around to setting up a Twitter for Book Bistro. Um, I keep meaning to do it, and then I don't. So... My co-hostesses can keep nagging me about that, and eventually it will happen. All right, so I will start things off here. Then we'll go to Brooke and then Natalia. So my first pick is a trilogy. Um, well, a trilogy plus a novella. It starts out with a novella, which is called On the Street Where You Live. And the first full-length novel is Sins and Needles. And whether or not you choose to read the novella just depends on how you feel about novellas in general. I don't always love them, so I don't always read them, although I did read this one. So this is the Artist Trilogy, and it is by Karina Holly. And I would say that it is a cross between contemporary romance and romantic suspense would be the best way I can think of to describe it. It's the story of Ellie Watts. And Ellie is the daughter of two grifters. And all she knows growing up is conning people, manipulating people, playing mind games. So basically her parents are not like, lovely human beings, but Ellie loves them. But when she's about nine, someone finds out what her parents are up to and that he is going to be kind of the victim of one of their cons. And in order to get back at them, he injures their daughter pretty severely. And throughout the rest of Ellie's childhood and into her adulthood, 
she suffers because of this. Well, now she is ready for revenge. And she has a very, very long, drawn out, methodical plan for how she's going to get back at the man who hurt her. But she has some things she needs to accomplish first. And along the way, she falls in love. And a lot of things happen. I cannot tell you too much about it because it would ruin the whole journey that Ellie goes on. But this is a very, very fast-paced trilogy. We follow Ellie throughout her journey. And it is just a fantastically wild, fun ride. So this, again, is the Artist Trilogy, which starts off with either On the Street Where You Live or Sins and Needles. And the author is Karina Holly, and I highly, highly recommend it. So the first book I'm going to talk about today is The First Wives Club, and it's by Olivia Goldsmith. In this book, we meet three friends, Brenda, Annie, and Elise, and following their friend's suicide after her divorce, they begin thinking about their own relationships and create the first wives club. Each woman was integral to their husband's success, but each has also been set aside for a younger model. Oh no. The, wow. The premise of the first wives club is revenge. The women have decided that it is time to get back at their exes and ruin them and take everything away. I can't really say yes. much more, but it's, it was a really, really, really good book. And I definitely recommend it. If you want to check it out, it's The First Wives Club. And it's by Olivia Goldsmith. So this was a movie um, that I saw in the theater with my mom and my grandma, like back in the early 90s. I'm going to have what? to find it. I didn't. I didn't know it was Goldie Hawn. It is based Goldie on this Hawn book. Is in it? I think. Oh, she's so good. Um, I want to say Bette Midler, but that I don't think that's right. Um, but it was so good. I can't, I can't see wind beneath my wings. Well, no, 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 no. <laughs> wind beneath my wings has no uh, place in this. <laughs> So the first book I'm going to talk about is by my favorite Texan author, Miss Sandra Brown. And uh, Sandra Brown is maybe kind of like Nora Roberts, where you can find every kind of plot. But this is Revenge. And the book I'm going to talk about is called Breath of Scandal. And it's about a girl named Jane, Jade Sperry. And she grew up in, I keep wanting to say Palmetto, Florida. Because that actually exists. <laughs> but this is, is Palmetto. South Carolina? What, South Carolina? Yeah, I think, I think it's South Carolina. And, she, you know, she's got a great life. She's not... She comes from a single mother household. And um, she's 17. She's, you know, popular in school. And she's getting ready to go to college. She's been accepted into all the great universities because she's top of her class. And... Everything's looking up for her. She's going to move up in life. She's got a good boyfriend. And then something really terrible happens to her, which I won't tell you because it will ruin the whole, the whole plot. But it, it's a nightmare what happens to her. And it changes her whole life. 
And she vows to go make something of herself and come back to Palmetto and get revenge on those people who were not there for her and did not give her justice when this terrible thing happened to her. And I I like it because, yes, revenge is a dish best served cold. And, and she does serve it, and it's wonderful. But what I really love about this novel is that she finds herself, and she realizes that, that, that revenge doesn't really change anything, and that she doesn't actually need revenge to move on with her life and get past what happened to her. And, and I thought that was great. So this is Breath of Scandal by Sandra Brown. Wonderful book. Please yes. pick it up. It was a great book. It is. I love it. It was pretty early in my like Sandra Brown uh, reading phase back, like when I was in college. I read a lot of her stuff. So my next pick is "For Better and Worse" by Margot Hunt, and this is a oh, what would I even call this? Like a domestic thriller, I suppose. And it is about a couple, Will and Natalie, and both of them are lawyers, although they practice different types of law. And back when they were first dating, they had this conversation about the fact that since they're so familiar with the law, it would be really easy for them to get away with murder. And they, you know, kind of jokingly like planned out how this would be and all the things that they would have to do to make this work for them. Well, then they moved on and they forgot about this because you don't really ever plan to commit murder. At least most people don't. Well, sane people don't. But several (laughs) years later, they have a son and it turns out that the principal of their son's school has been accused of molesting a number of children. And one of them is their son. So... Natalie is really aware because of all the work that she's done of what it's like for children who have to go to court and testify against their abusers and just how negatively this can impact the life of a child who is already coping with the effects of abuse. So she decides that this is no good and her son is not going to be put through this, but it's no good either for just the man to be able to, you know, not be punished. Yeah, that's bad. Walk free. So she decides right. that she's going to kill him. And this is not a spoiler. This is something that you know from reading the synopsis and that you would also know pretty early on in the book if you didn't read the synopsis. Will does not think this is a great idea, but he is kind of unwillingly drawn in when things go wrong and Natalie ends up needing his help. So this is not the kind of thriller where you're waiting to see, like, who actually did the thing, because you know who did the thing. They did. But you want to see if they're going to be able to get away with it. Like, how do they keep themselves from being caught? So this is a really, really twisty, compelling book. It's one of those things that you start reading and you don't really plan to get like, sucked in. You're just like, oh, I'm going to you know, read this for a little bit before I go to bed. And then next time you know it's like the middle of the night and you're still reading this. So it is fantastic. It's kind of over the top in the way that I think some of the best thrillers are. Like it's, you know, yes. you know that your like everyday, you know, next door neighbor um, probably isn't going to be able to pull this off. 
Yeah, it's fantastical. It's yes, fantastic. I think that's kind of the charm of, of some of these books. So if you enjoy um, some very, very fun, like husband and wife working together to commit a crime, you will want to check out For Better and Worse by Margot Hunt. And, and these are a husband and wife that don't turn on each other? Because that would right. be fun. Right. They, <laughs> you know, they're not, um, Will is not as much a fan of this as Natalie is. Like he is kind of drawn in like through her. Um, but no, they are a, a united front um, throughout. So the next book I'm going to talk about is Disclaimer by Renee Knight. What would you do if a book mysteriously appears on your nightstand? And when you begin reading it, you realize that the story is about you and a secret that you've been hiding for years. This secret is held by Catherine. And the only other person that knows the truth is dead. Catherine must discover who has written this book in an effort to stop the turmoil that her life is going through and to stop the things that are happening that's impacting her life. And while she's discovering this, the, the man who has written this book is also discovering some truths that he didn't realize when he got the book published. Um, I can't really share a lot about it because it really gives it away, which is really sad because I'd love to talk about it. It's such a great book. But um, if you want to check it out, it's Disclaimer by Renee Knight. I need this. I just love yes. that title. I mean, <laughs> it's, it's a so good title. Cool. So the next book I'm going to talk about is by Miss uh, Five Books a Year. Is it Five Books a One, Year? One, two, three, four. Four books a year queen that does not hire ghost writers, according to her most recent. No, book. she does not. not. Not that I ever thought no. she did. I mean, I think I feel like if you write Monday through Friday from nine to five every day, you're going to produce four books. You might. I think it just depends on how quickly you write and how your editing process is. And I just love how she says, just put your ass in the chair, <laughs> ass in the chair. <laughs> I love that woman. It, seriously, she is what she what she writes is how she is. <laughs> so this book is called Honest Illusions. It's one of her older titles, and Shannon loves it because it has like all the like things that she likes. Yes. Oh my god, did I just say like? You three did times say like three sentence? times. Oh Jesus! I guess I'm showing my millennialness, and uh, she, it has magic and carnivals and traveling magicians. Yes. So, Wonders. But Natalia, so who this is book- this author that writes all these books a year? Uh, I was just going to tell <laughs> oh, you. This okay. book is by Nora oh. Roberts. It's called Honest Illusions. Yeah. And this book is about, as I said, magicians. It's about the Nobel family. And they make their living by doing magic tricks for for people as shows. And they're really, really big. And it's kind of like a, I wouldn't say a multi-generational book, even though it is, 
because we hear about the family, but it mostly follows, I would say, Roxy yes. and Luke. Uh, and they, you know, they grow up together and they fall in love and they're about to marry. And something happens and Luke, Luke disappears. And then he comes back five years later wanting to take revenge. And that's all we know. That's all we see in, in the prologue and that's all we see on in the synopsis. He wants to take revenge on someone and he wants to enlist Roxy to help him. And Roxy's like, um, you disappeared. I'm not helping you. So it's about so much more than this. I just don't want to spoil it. And I feel like that's the most captivating thing I could say that'll make you want to read it without giving it away. So this is Honest Illusions, Nora Roberts. If you like magic tricks and disappearing ladies and flying tigers and rabbits in hats and stuff, you should read this book. I love, 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 love the carnival setting in this. Like, I love how they travel. I do. And it's so amazing. Okay. My next pick. I don't usually recommend, like, formats that people should read things in because I figure, like, people read how they read. And there's usually a reason for that. But this next book, if it is at all possible for you to pick this up as an audiobook, please, 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 please do. I think it certainly could be read in print, but part of its charm is just the magical way this is done as an audiobook. This is Sadie by Courtney Summers. My one complaint about this is that it wasn't long enough. Um, I was so sucked <laughs> into this and I just wanted to stay there. And then it dared to end, and I, I just, I couldn't, I couldn't cope. <laughs> Crazy how some books are like that, right? And then other books you just want yes, to end. well, this one I definitely did not want to end. So this is the story of, hmm, you guessed it, Sadie. And she is 18, and she has disappeared. Her grandmother has no idea where she is. She's just gone. Now, you know, as the reader, that Sadie has gone on kind of a road trip trying to find the man she believes murdered her younger sister a couple of years ago. But the people in Sadie's life don't know this. And so they end up getting a podcast involved. There's a man and he's creating a like a crime serial podcast. And this man and his team end up following the clues that Sadie leaves and trying to figure out where she went and what happened to her. And you see things through both perspectives. So you get to hear a lot about Sadie from her own like point of view. You hear about her life. But you also hear about her from not only the people that she encounters on the road, but the people that she left behind. So this huh. is normally I think of audiobooks as just like someone needs to read the book out loud. And, you know, I don't want a lot of like frills in my reading. I don't want sound effects. I don't, I don't want it to be like a bad play, but this is actually a really, really well done. Um, almost like, like audio drama where you have the total like podcast feel like it's you actually get to hear kind of people interviewing each other and asking questions about Sadie and the audio cast is phenomenal. Hillary Huber um, is one of the narrators and I really, really enjoy her. Um, there's just so many good people here. The story is spellbinding. So this again is Sadie by Courtney Summers. 
And I love pretty much everything about it. So the next book I'm going to talk about is Vengeance and Death. Yay! I love more Nora Roberts slash J.D. Robb. Yep, it's by J.D. Robb, and it's number six of her In Death series. So in this book, we, um, if you've read any of her other books in this series, you will have already met a lot of these characters. But so we're going to be tagging along with Lieutenant Eve Dallas and her aide, Delia Peabody, Officer Delia Peabody. And in this book, they're going to be solving a case that relates to Rourke, which is Eve's husband, to his past and a secret that could really cause a lot of problems, uh, both for her and for him, but mostly for him. Um, in this case, you have we have the the killer is taunting the police with cryptic clues, and he's very technologically, I guess, advanced. So, not even um, our famous e-detectives can really crack the code. Um, we also have the the sorry. We also have the killer taunting the police with giving them clues that are going to get them to the the crime scene, but not until after the crime is com- committed. So the police are really frustrated. So the biggest thing we're going to be, I guess, wondering is, will Dallas and Peabody be able to solve the case before the killing spree comes too close? Or will some bad things happen for Eve and the rest of the gang? So this is Vengeance and Death by J.D. Robb, otherwise known as Nora Roberts. And this is number six in her in death series yes so the next book i'm going to talk about is by zane i love zane she's so funny and um this book is she's more known for like addicted and this book is part of the series the the addicted series but i think what connects these books is that the, the characters each have the same therapist marcella spencer so um, you know, they're they're confessing to her. But other than that, they can be read as standalones. And this particular book is called Vengeance by Zane. It's about a pop star sensation called Caprice Tatum. I believe. I hope I'm pronouncing it right. And basically, uh, something happened to Caprice in her childhood when she was uh, 15 or so. Something really bad. And she very traumatized her. And she decided to... You know, she grew up, she actually became a very famous pop star, very rich. And she has all kinds of money and friends and stuff. And good friends that actually love her, real friends. And she just doesn't feel complete because she feels like she has to get revenge on the people that hurt her when she was a kid. And, you know, there's nothing funny about what traumas have um, been caused to her by this thing that happened. I mean, well, she. the good thing is that she's getting a therapist, so that's good, and she's talking to her and, and making headway. 
But I have to say that the way that she got revenge on some of these people was just funny. I had to pause and laugh so much. And I, I that's one of the things I really love about Zane, how she can take deep subject matter. And it's she's not making it light by any means, but she's, you know, bringing humor into it. And I, I, I think most situations can be humorous. So this is Vengeance by Zane. And it's the third book in the series, so there's two other ones that you can read first, but they can all be read by, by themselves. I read Addicted um, several years ago, oh and I really liked it, but I have not read the rest of them. So my last pick is Last Woman Standing by Amy Gentry. And this is definitely a revenge thriller, but it's also a bit of a social commentary on the Me Too movement. So if you were to read this 20 years from now, you could definitely tell that this was like set in 2018 just because of all of the Me Too references that are woven into the story. So we meet Dana Diaz and Dana is a stand-up comic. She really wants to be famous. She wants people to get to know her through her humor. She's hoping to be able to connect with people. But a lot of her colleagues are men and they don't necessarily treat Dana very well. So she tries her best to kind of, you know, shrug it off and, and keep going, but it's hard. And one night after a particularly terrible performance, Dana meets a woman named Amanda. And they start chatting over a few drinks. And they start talking about the difficulties that they face as women in predominantly male fields. Amanda is a computer programmer. And of course, Dana is a comic. So she's both of them are, are not treated super well. And Amanda has an idea. What if they swap lists of the people who hurt them? And what if each of them takes revenge on the other's behalf? This way, like, they cannot, can't be connected to the crime. Like, Dana has no connection to the people who hurt Amanda. Um, no one really knows that they've met so it wouldn't be easy for them to like be caught at what they're doing. I love the strangers on a train yes. idea. Yes, that's exactly what this is like. So they, they start this little agreement that they have, and they go about getting revenge on the people who hurt them. But as this continues, Dana starts to have some questions about Amanda. Like, is Amanda who she says she is? Or is there something more going on beneath the surface that Dana can't figure out? This is one of those things that just, like, compulsively readable. Um, it's so, so fast-paced. It's original, not necessarily in, like, the fact that, you know, people are, are killing people and, and ruining their lives as a form of revenge but just in the way that the author puts everything together and makes just a phenomenal story so this again is last woman standing and it's by amy gentry so the last book i'm gonna talk about tonight is the dying room by deborah webb and it's the 11th book in her Faces of Evil series, but it can also be read as a standalone. In this book, we get to know 
medical examiner Sylvia Barron a lot better. In this book, she's dealing with an issue from her past, and she has asked her friend, Buddy Corlew, to help her investigate. Meanwhile, she is being called out to the crime scenes of prominent men who are being murdered. The only thing that these women, that these, sorry, the only thing that these men have in common is that they have a tattoo on their temple of a, an eagle. Huh. Um, while looking at this tattoo closely, Sylvia realizes that her father, who happens to be a senator, also has this same tattoo on his temple. Uh-oh. When questioned, her father will not help the police, even though he thinks that he's on, well, I guess he doesn't just think it. He knows he's on the list of the murderer. Um, as a result, we're facing this whole scramble to solve the case before the Barons face a tragedy. If you'd like to check out the book, it's The Dying Room, and it's by Deborah Webb. It's her 11th book of her Faces of Evil series, and it can also be read as a standalone. I've got to get back to that Me series. Me too. So the last book I'm going to talk about, it's about revenge, but, you know, revenge can be cold, and it can be hot, but it can also be very sweet. And this book is called Again the Magic by Lisa Kleypas. It's in her a prequel to her Wallflower series. And this book is about Aileen. She is a the daughter of an earl. Yes, the daughter of an earl. I actually got it right this time. She's the daughter of an earl. And of course, in the 19th century, you know, she's been raised to just get married and breed, marry somebody of good class and uh, breed good stock to continue the line and uh you know she's very much ignored by both of her parents because her father doesn't value daughters and her mother is a bitter old wench (laughs) and so she develops a deep friendship as a child with the stable boy mckenna and you know nobody cares about it because they're kids they're just playing together but as they get older they realize that it's you know more than that for them and mckenna being you know, a stable boy, a servant. He's not as sheltered as Aileen is in her, you know, high class life. And he understands that they can't be together. But Aileen doesn't want to understand this. She wants them to be together at all costs. And so they have their romance, except something bad happens. They get caught. Uh oh. And Aileen's father tells Aileen that if either McKenna goes away or he'll have him killed and of course Aileen is does not want this to happen to the love of her life but she knows that he won't leave her unless he believes that she doesn't love him so she has to make him believe this so that he will go away and she does and it's very sad and he does go away and so 10 years go by and McKenna has grown up made something of himself he went to America where classes didn't matter so much and now he's back to take revenge on Aileen for being the only woman that broke his heart. And this book, I just, I liked it, you know, because it was about revenge, but it's the good kind. I want somebody to take revenge on me like that. 
<laughs> so this is again the magic by Lisa Kleipas. And it's the prequel to her wonderful, wonderful Wallflower series. And in the Wallflower series, we're going to hear back from all the characters that we meet in these books. So they, you know, we'll still hear from them, which is great. I love What that. is the tie-in between this and the Wallflower? Like, how... How is it tied in? Because Aileen is the sister of Westcliff, Marcus, Lord Westcliff, and uh, and of Olivia, Lady Shaw. Uh, and a lot okay. of the... A lot of the stuff in the books takes place in their their house the stony cross park okay all right well that does it for us this evening thank you to brooke and natalia for sharing some fantastic revenge books with all of us and of course thanks goes out to christine for the marvelous editing that she does to each of these episodes and we all want to thank all of you who have joined us for the book bistro journey we definitely appreciate it if you would like to let us know what you think of the show you can do that by going to apple podcasts or whichever which let's try that again as i sniffle and snort and try to breathe (laughs) (laughs) if you would like to let us know what you think of the show You can do that by going to Apple Podcasts or to whichever other platform you use to access the show, and you can leave us either a rating or a review. It gives us feedback, but even more important, it helps other people to find their way to Book Bistro, which is not at all a bad thing. So we would appreciate it if you took a couple seconds to do that. All right, I hope all of you have a fantastic week. I will be back on Tuesday morning with new release information and some number of us will be here next Friday with more bookish greatness. Take care, everybody.